Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to 100% BS. My name is Belle Solanat, and I'm so excited that you're here. <clears throat> Today's episode is, oh my God, just fantastic. I talked to the wonderful Alex Weber, who is a multifaceted human being. He was an American Ninja Warrior. He also hosted the sh- the like show portion of American Ninja Warrior. He's an author. He is a speaker. He has been touring around the country talking to young men and women. He is part of an organization called Men We Admire. And this episode, we really just dove in to kind of this topic of like masculinity and what young men are going through right now. And then it delved into this really just amazing, so out there conversation about just the nature of us as human beings. We dabbled into the world of, I hate the word conspiracy, but basically what it's like to question reality and the things that have happened in the past couple of years. So Wow, I just feel so lit up after this conversation, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. If you're new to the show, hello again. I'm Bella, and I'm the host. I uh, have long form conversations on this show about literally anything and everything. Nothing is taboo, nothing is far off for me. And the goal is really to invite people into asking questions and being curious and understanding and try to expand the way that you think. That's really the goal. And that's what I try to do with every conversation. That's what I try to do with myself and with other people is to create a space where we can talk about it all and hopefully learn something new. So make sure that you subscribe if you haven't so that you get all the shows to your inbox. I'm also on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit like and share all the things. If you enjoy the episode, Maybe you could be so as as so kind as to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you listen and you're freaking loving it, share it on Instagram or DM me or Alex while you listen. Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah, well, thank you so much. Pleasure to have you guys on. And let's talk to Alex. Oh my God, I freaking love Austin. I am in Boston right now, Boston Mass, they rhyme. Um, And I'm actually going back to Texas next week. I don't live in Austin, but I live down in Brownsville, which is, have you heard of Brownsville? Yeah, I think so. Okay, most people have no idea where it is, which you would have no reason to. Um, It's literally the southmost town in Texas. It's on the border of Mexico. So it's basically Mexico, but like with US laws. So it's very fun. <laughs> um, it's five hours south of Austin, and we actually go to Austin all the time for the weekend because it's so cool. yeah. Okay, we'll have to link up down there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So you're oh my god, you're gonna love Austin so much. Have you been before? Yeah, a bunch of times, and I've uh, I've wanted to just give it a go of living there. So you know, yeah, we are. It's great. Like there's such a wonderful community there. Like there's a lot of very health conscious people, like people right up our alley. I think, you know, do you know Alex Zek? Yeah. I I know him like digitally. I don't know him in real life. Yeah. Yeah. He and his family just moved there. He's just like amazing. You should totally connect with him. Um, He's just like a gem of a human. There's so many people like that there. I feel like you're going to fit right in. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. It's uh, yeah, it'll be a big change. Um, but uh, so part of it, um, long story short, I uh, we're like having some work done in the house. So this guy was supposed to come like half hour ago, but if he arrives, um, <laughs> it's it, okay. Would it screw up the recording if we did like a 30 second pause? Oh my God, totally fine. No, no, no. It's totally fine. Like my, the editor will like stitch it together. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it at all. Yeah. If you need a pee break, let me know. Totally accommodating. Last needy thing. I'm going to turn on the light and then we're good to go. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. (laughs) I, uh, I'm not in, I, I left my area to, to let him, uh, get set to clean it or, or fix it. So this is my mobile now. (laughs) you're good you're it's perfect your background looks fantastic the lighting is good you you executed perfectly sometimes like i think people forget that's why i tell people we're doing video sometimes people have like very bad lighting situations i'm like okay this is not great but we'll work with it (laughs) (laughs) no i I, i've uh i've been there too especially with like the traveling yeah Um, 
yeah, you so gotta have a good tone so setup. How long have you been doing the, the podcast? So I've been doing this for a little over two years. I actually started right before COVID pandemic, wonderful times. And it has been such a good journey for like, A, connecting with incredible people. Like I've gotten to speak to so many just like dope industry leaders who are all committed to just being truthful, which is yeah. the best. And that's like this podcast has become for me the ultimate like tell the truth and just explore. And um, yeah. that's why I'm excited to talk to you because you're totally in that realm of like authenticity, putting yourself out there, being like totally honest. And whenever I can kind of like converge my interests with those values and virtues it's very exciting so yeah the podcast has been going for two and a half years and um it's been great and so i'm pumped to talk to you because i mean i think i found you in covid times as i'm sure like a lot of people came i feel like so many people internet friends became friends during that time because we were like who else is normal like who else is like feeling what i'm feeling And um, you were a voice. I was like, ah, good. This guy's like being very honest and real and raw. And I I appreciate that, Um, especially, of course, of course, especially from men, because I find like it's just a tricky time out there for dudes in general. And I feel like um, in your experience, I know you work with an organization called Men We Admire, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, What do you feel like is the story with men and young boys right now? Like what is the hump that people are trying to get over? That is such a great question. And a, uh, kind of a, uh, it's a big one. It's a big one. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm fine with using the language, positive masculinity. Um, that's cool with me. If that helps people understand that, uh, you know, Masculinity is a very dense topic, and there's this term toxic masculinity. Again, I think these are all just words and, you know, whatever that means to people. But I do think there is a beautiful, needed, strong masculinity that we've all been around at some part in our life. And maybe that was maybe that was a dad. Maybe that was a brother. Maybe that was a grandpa, a teacher, a friend. Maybe that was someone randomly in our town who helped us out that one time. Like we've all experienced it. And it is a beautiful, primal, needed, essential, God-given, heaven-created part of this human experience on earth. As time's gone on, yeah, there's some wounded dudes. There's some boys and big bodies. I've got habits and choices that I don't like about myself. We all do. Um, so I feel really honored to be a part of a movement, and it's taken the form of men we admire in that masculinity. Uh, you said this about like, I'll also drop a a layer deeper, though, because you talked about kids. And this kind of goes into the things in the world. I mean, I don't know if the powerful people who are doing things on Earth, I don't know if they want strong citizens. And you kind of look at some cultures around the world and war times and history. There's always been kind of a tactic of breaking down the male <laughs> because historically males are the ones to take up arms and do something or riot or, or, or provoke or protest or whatever it may be. Uh, so I think right now it's a really interesting time. I, I, I I'm looking and I, I've spoken at schools and I've spoken at colleges and, and I'm around young men through sports, whether that's American Ninja warrior or speaking and I don't know. I, I just keep being reminded that I feel like we just have, we have like, quote unquote, most people and most people are not as polarized as the media and the Internet makes us seem like we are. It seems like we're this heated civil war divided 50-50 nation. And I'm just I travel too much. I've met too many people in Chicago, Atlanta, Philly, in nowhere, Arkansas, in the middle of nowhere, Texas, in middle of nowhere, Nebraska. And I hate even saying middle of nowhere because they're beautiful towns, but right. <laughs> uh, they're truly, you know, with amazing people. But small towns and big cities, honestly, we're the dang same about 80% of the things. And then there's a couple of things that we really, really disagree on. Yeah. But besides that, we're pretty much the same. So um, I don't know. I, I just think 
kids need a place to just be and explore without uh, being pressured to feel or think or do a certain way. Um, so I just hope that young people will still have a chance to just be young people without having to like be a part of this intensity that we are all living in. Yeah. Like almost like starting too young, there's like a push to like almost like categorize and like pathologize yourself and like figure out like, okay, I'm a boy and everyone says this story and this is like a thing. Okay. I should figure this out. Shit. I'm seven years old. I just want to play outside, but like everyone is talking about this and it's like, not making enough room for the experience of what it is to be a kid, to be a boy, a girl, a man, woman, like it's not leaving space for the experience, which is where we learn what, like what it is to be ourselves, to have like a sense of self. And that's, I think what I see with really just like the obsession with what's your ideology and your identity yeah. and like, how do you fit into this box and what tribe are you in is like, right. You forget the individual portion. That's like, I'm, I need to experience my life through my lens and then figure it out. And so well put. Yeah. I wonder if that's a part of it is like, especially for young men is like, there's such a crucial piece and you can obviously speak to this better. It's like, how you develop into having a sense of self as a man, I think is different than it is for, for most women. Like these are generalizations. Like there's obviously a lot of difference in between, but I'm at least someone who like sees the general like differences in terms of experience. And I wonder like, you know, I have brothers and I have, you know, men in my life who I'm like, I clearly see the way that they process and experience life is a little bit different from me. And in women's circles, like we focus on different shit. Like there's a reason why, you know, you have like men's circles and women's circles and like these places where we can just express ourselves freely. And I'm wondering what you see as like a very healthy expression of the masculinity, right? Like there's this toxic masculinity. I think that's just people being shitty people. It doesn't matter like what you are. (laughs) But like, what's the healthy, like even some people will call it like divine masculine, just like the embodied grounded. What do you see that as? I think that's a great question. And I, you know, I, I also think it can be a bit of a personalized answer of, you know, what is masculinity look like to, to you or, or what has it been like in your life or, or who has, expressed that or been a symbol of that, you know, to me, I think masculinity is, is strength. Um, but I want to like, but I want to break down that word too, because some of the strongest people that I've ever been around are very quiet. They're very grounded. They're very calm and poised and they listen and they're heartfelt and they'll give you a hug and they'll cry with you and they'll reach out a hand when they need you. And they're reliable. And I've been with others, very strong people who are big and they're tough and they're fierce. And I truly believe that masculinity is a combination of that, of being really calm and and vulnerable and open and grounded. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You're safe. That I think that is to me, if I had to boil it down to one word, I think it would be you're safe. You're safe. Yeah. You're safe when you're with me. Uh, you're safe emotionally. You're safe. You're not going to be without food. You're not going to be cold. You're not going to be in danger. You can talk to me about anything. Um, And I think, you know, I'm realizing that now as we're talking that that would really be my definition. And Mm -hmm. I think as I look to fatherhood, whenever that is, that is the dad that I want to be is someone that, you know, you, you can screw up and you can do something stupid, but you're still safe with me. Mm. You know, you're not going to lose my love. You're not going to lose. I'm not going to lose my mind with you. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that would yeah. be masculinity to me. That's beautiful. And so that like, it's a theme that I think is where people, when something becomes toxic, like I th- I'm sure you saw, there's a whole Andrew Tate debacle recently. Yeah, yeah, he got like yeah, a yeah. platform, whatever. And it's interesting because I've like watched some of his videos. I'm like, let me give this guy a chance. Like, let me just see what he's about. And I think like 
some young men will resonate because he's like of the extreme that has been missing. It's like, like overcompensating. And the problem is, I think what happens when, if there is a toxic version of masculinity, which I hate saying, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's just the, the, let's say like ungrounded sort of unchecked version is like misunderstanding that strength is only in this like macho, like I can fuck you up version, right? Like the Andrew Tate where he's like yelling and being aggressive and is like super almost like dictatorial about what you should be doing. And it's a misinterpretation, I think of the safety, which is so important. That's like, the exact, you know, balance of masculine and feminine is like the masculine, which can be present in a woman as well, mm-hmm. is creating a space where you can like exhale and relax. Yeah. And I think the extreme unchecked version of that is where you're like, oh, if I need to be, if I need to make someone feel safe, I'm a protector. So I need to like go out of my way to do this. And it's like an overcompensation Instead of like the complex, nuanced version that's like, well, safety also means listening and kindness. But safety also means like, I will literally physically protect you if I need to. And whenever I see like an Andrew Tate thing take off, I'm like, okay, this is like people want that like OG, like macho version of safety and ma- manly men. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they forget like, okay, you you're allowed to like emote and be like. Yeah like supportive of a woman in your life who wants to break the rules, whatever. Like yeah, it's 100%. Feel, yeah. So safety, I think is a really, really good way of describing it. He, he's very, and I, I've seen many videos that just kind of pop up. It's very one shade. It's, it's one note. Um, it's not like a complex or deep uh, experience of masculinity. I would say, I feel like it's, it's an exclamation point. It's like one note, you know, yeah. but uh <laughs> You know, one note gets tired, it gets old. It's not always the right note for a situation. I think, you know, and I don't even know about his personal life. I don't know if his personal life aligns with some of the, you know, things that he's trying to preach. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And we learn, you know, I, I think nature and nurture is a very real thing. You know, we we have a blueprint, I think, within us. But then also we learn masculinity and we learn femininity and we learn our mesh of them through our lives and who we're around. And I encourage people, you know, in uh, whether it's in the men's group or I've spoken now it's at, at again, universities and high schools on masculinity, which is like surreal. Um, you know, I, I encourage them to just look at men in their life and just who's a man that you admire and what do you admire about them? And can you dial that up in your life? You know, I think about uh, just, you know, my, my high school coach, uh, Paul Carcatera is the man. The man absolutely changed my life in so many ways. And he has so many awesome qualities. One is there's just um, like a friendliness that he has with everybody. Uh, just a like a kindness, a fun, a joke around. He'll mess with regardless if that person is, you know, um, you know, serving hamburgers or the CEO of a company or a professional athlete or it just doesn't matter. He, he's and I always thought that was such a good, a cool quality. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I would just encourage people, whether it's a man or a woman, just whatever qualities you admire, see if you can adopt them. Right. Yeah. Have you gotten any pushback in terms of like, at least the work you're doing with young men? Like, what does that look like? (laughs) Oh, I get so fired up. Uh, the (laughs) only pushback, the only pushback that I've gotten and I'm like, I'll take it head on. I'm so eager and ready for it now is I've gotten some pushback. If I post a video and the majority of the guys are white, or maybe all the guys are white and someone will write, Oh, great. A space for white, straight men, cis white males to get together. And listen, (laughs) yup. Yup. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Just zoom out for a second. We've gotten so perverse and twisted in our mentality of, so what would you tell, what, what would you like me to tell Chad? Let's call Chad straight white. Maybe he went to frat, maybe he loves flip cup and he's fantasy football. And Chad wants to maybe work on himself because he's not being the best version of himself. Chad, get on in here, bro. 
do, would you rather me tell Chad, nah, man, actually we're at capacity for straight white dudes. I hope you don't commit suicide, Chad. Good luck, bro. Or do we fucking just decide that we're human beings, regardless of our skin color, regardless of our sexual orientation, regardless of our political beliefs, and we just decide to be there for each other. And in that stance, guess what? We've got gay guys. Guess what? We've got Indian and black and Hispanic, and it just doesn't matter. And I think the real ones realize that. And rather than us putting up some ad that's like false and and trying to hit a quota or me or me exploiting one of our members or one Mm -hmm. of our men who happens to be Indian or happens to be gay, that feels so gross to me to exploit that person and be like, see, everybody, we're okay. We have a gay guy. That's so gross. Rather than that, we're just going to stand confidently that we know who we are and we're here for men. And if that hits home for you, come on in, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your sexual orientation, political beliefs. And so I almost get like I get really worked up with that uh, and I'm proud of it. I don't care what our demos look like. And one guy even uh, I don't know, some TikTok and uh, he was like. I'm not going to lie, like our Monday group that this was founded with, we got pro athletes. We've got like dudes are studs. I'm not going to lie. And then uh, someone wrote, uh, oh, so what? You have to be physically fit to be a man we admire. And I paused and I said, you don't have to have a six pack. But if you are not physically fit, if you are neglecting your health and wellness, yes, I do not admire that. And neither do you. And I think that that is though it's not Andrew Tate because he goes to a 10th degree, but I think that energy of hold on, actually not everything is okay. And Mm. it is okay to say that there is good things and bad things and things that we should long for and things that we should try to move away from. And so, yes, you are welcome here. If you are not physically fit, of course you are, but we're also going to grab you by the arm and put our arm around you and say, Hey man, how can we fix this? Can we get some supplements? Can we start walking around the block? Can we get eight hours of sleep? Like we got you, man. And we want you to be around for a long time and feel good about yourself. So yeah, I, I, I get fired up with that stuff. And I almost, part of me almost uh, welcomes it, you know, because I'm almost, and I have to like check myself, like someone, you know, called it homoerotic. And uh, I, I, here's another little small anecdote. I basically came kind of fiery responding to it. And guess who was the number one demographic in the comments to uh, support what I was saying? Gay men. Gay men who were saying, yeah, the, the real yeah. one, like the, 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 the right. people with hearts and minds who were uh, not looking to throw stones, but actually were like, yes, this is what it means to be an ally. And uh, anywho, it was, yeah. uh, I, I get fired up with it because uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm very against this culture that we're heading towards of right and wrong. And you get, tightened up and oh my gosh i i know that i love people but i'm so scared to talk because i don't know the appropriate word this week and it's listen let's just take a breath and just see people's hearts and intentions you know yeah 100 i mean it's shocking how much people fall into the idea that you're actually supposed you're supposed to put yourself in groups and like you have to hit like the meaning of diversity is suddenly have you hit these numbers and do you just on the surface look diverse, not like what are your values? Like right. what are your virtues, right. your ideas? Like what's bringing you together? And in my mind, I'm like, I thought the whole point was to like see each other as human. Like, yeah, I thought we yeah. were supposed to like, that's for me what I the thing that inspires empathy and understanding in me the most is when I like, especially spiritually focus on understanding a person just from a human perspective, like take the most, like a villain in most people's eyes, like an Andrew Tate, since we're like, we brought him up and I will just think like, okay, he's a human man or a human. I'm also human. Like we share so much similarity like we both had childhoods, we both have parents and friends, and we've both been through like childhood traumas, we both have wants and desires, like, okay, it's just a dude, like, he's just a human man, like, well, okay, like, from there, sure, like, he says and does things I don't yeah. really like, but 
I've done things that I've, mm-hmm. I, I don't like things that I've said and done in the past. And like, am I going to hold myself above everybody else? Like on this pedestal, like, Oh, because I agree with this idea. And like, I don't see what he's saying. That makes me better. Like, no, if you can't see what someone else is saying, I don't really know if you're that tolerant or understanding. And it's like alarming the direction that people are going in of that is like how they look at others is, oh, if if you don't fit my definition of, yeah. oh, your organization yeah. is supposed to look like this or like show us your numbers. Like if you're stand for, you know, equality, but your your numbers don't add up to like our diversity needs, like we are going to cancel you. And it's like, why? Like what what happened to just like the way that humans like just naturally you know if you look at that spectrum of like love and fear it's a very fear-based tactic Mm. it's it's saying rather than saying like we love you for who you are and we accept you and we want you here it's fear-based of if we don't put up a flag if we don't masquerade and I'm, i'm not you know i'm not even saying i'm saying this in regards of every everything so this isn't specific to uh, a race group or, or uh, a sexual orientation. This is just across the board of we have a very fear-based society right now, which is, and, it, and it's so divisive too, yeah. because it, it's basically meaning, I mean, the best, you know, this kind of goes into my world beliefs, but uh, I think it's very intentional. I think this red versus blue, 50% versus 50% is very intentional. While And while this war is going on between us, there's some people benefiting that are up above that are like, yeah, yeah. y'all just keep doing this every four years or every year, make fun of each other, hate each other, argue. And while that's happening, really nothing is actually going to change in the big maestro strokes up here. We're yeah. going to keep doing it. We're going to keep skimming off the top. We're going to keep looking after our lineage. We're going to keep in power. But yeah. like, we'll give you an idea and something to play around with in a sandbox over here. It being possible that it helps people in power, basically any like the way that I've described it before, because I think <clears throat> that idea for some people, they're like, ah, like conspiracy, sure. whatever. But yeah. it's really not that crazy if you break it down, because it really is just the idea of like what happens when people get really greedy yeah, and when they have a lot of <clears throat> financial interests is mm-hmm. unchecked greed wants people to be disempowered because if you're empowered and you understand even just like your nature which is free which is eternal yeah. like then you really can't make a lot of money or influence people who are fully thinking for themselves and that's just how it works, whether it's like we're talking about a corporation and they want to sell you something yeah. or a politician who's like, like, I just got a text the other day from I don't know how I get on these text groups or these like messaging things. It's like Ron DeSantis is like, I'm here to save America, whatever. And in yeah, my head, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yo, I'm on my way to saving myself. Like, we don't <laughs> we don't need that. And you just start to realize like the puppetry of yeah. The four-year cycle and the politics and the parties is like, oh, this is a distraction. Like anything that wants you to outsource your power, your sense of self, your, you know, just your safety to somebody else who's going to like promise all this goodness to you. Like that's not in your favor. Like that keeps you doing the same thing. And it's like you were saying before, this really struck me like about if someone doesn't take care of their health and wellness, that that's not something you admire. And it's like a bold statement in today's like norms, but it's, it's so, it's so true because it's like one of the best Tony Robbins quotes I've ever heard is if you're not growing, you're dying. And It's it's like, what would motivate you more to be with people who are crushing it, who are dedicated to themselves. They're like, you know, in service to others, they're, eating well, thinking well, like they're doing all the things to be their best selves or people who are literally on the couch all day complaining yeah. about this and that and are not in good health. Like it's crazy that you like, it feels scary to be like, I don't admire like people who are unfit. Like why is like, yeah. why, why is that weird to say? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, going back to the the conspiracy thing, I mean, it's it's just such a uh, I've learned this now more and more, especially having like lived through part of the repercussions of it. Mm. There's a lot of terms that are engineered to be discrediting. Uh, and and we, we sling those words around so that mentally other people know, OK, we can immediately dismiss this person because yeah. they're ex political party. OK, they're an anti blank. Uh, they're a conspiracy theorist. They're a flat earther. We can immediately shut them out, shut them out and disregard them immediately. Don't even uh, don't even give them a second or a time of empathy or thought because we already know that they're crazy and yeah. it's engineered that way because, yeah, I'm sure there's some crazy thoughts in all of those camps, but there's also some pretty legitimate, rational thoughts in all those yeah. camps that might be thought provoking if you actually heard them out and and gave them a sincere ear. Um, and, you know, I guess I will just say this in regards to. There's a fork in the road. And you either believe that. Politicians. And we could even lump in corporation, you know, pharmaceutical, but let's just say politicians for right now. Fork in the road. You either believe that they are really good people who have dedicated their life to service and doing the best that they can for humanity. And there's certainly some politicians in there. Or they are human beings who have pursued a career path and in this career path, you need to do some things and keep power and you need to make some money and you need to make compromises and you need to do some shady things and you need to look after yourself to win the next election. And you don't always have people's interests in heart as much as maybe you do your own self-preservation and progress. And I think, you know, there's psychological studies done on this too, where it's really for people to realize, especially over these last two years, that some of these uh, government entities and world organizations don't have their best interests at heart is the equivalent of finding out your parents had a second life. Mm. And it's so daunting and so overwhelming to even think of that thought that you block it out and just ultimately believe that nope nope that's that's just that's mom and dad and they can never have cheated they can never have done anything bad they can never have had a second family out in long island whatever it is they're just good people and i think that's what's happened with a lot of people in the government and world organizations and Mm. cnn is well look at their logos they're so official they've been looking after us of course they're good people doing the right Right. smart thing even if they're not i think it's a fear of like confronting the darkness that's in us all that it's like there's a potential for evil. Like it's, it's in there. Like we, we don't want to admit that we've had our own dark thoughts or we've done things that are like not, you know, in the best interests of others or even ourselves. And yeah, that's, I think why most people don't want to go down the path of asking difficult questions that would potentially reveal that like, Oh, maybe not everyone is like looking out for my best interest. It's scary. Like that's kind of sucks. And you have to then like, you have to become your own leader at that point. You have to like delve into self-leadership and that's very hard to do as I'm sure, you know, it's exhausting too, in the sense of, you know, I've been navigating uh, my own, I've been like quieter on social media and I'm kind of just navigating. What do I want to what what do I want to uh, share? Um, because I'm a little, I don't want to use the word exhausted. I'm just a little like over. I think I'm over. Like, I, I, you know, the last two years, I really felt like it was in my soul and on my life on earth to speak out about what was going on mm-hmm. because it was dark and, and evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think that that's going to stop. I think there's going to be another one of it to come in the next six months, year, couple of years, whatever that looks like. It might be a different form, but I, I, I know that there'll be another calling. Mm-hmm. But I guess right now, I just like, I turn on, you know, and it's, I turn on, you know, whatever, I open my phone or turn on, you know, whatever it is. And it's, it's people, it just seems like arguing over insert a new thing every week. And it just seems, and maybe it's the feeds that I'm following, but it just seems less about humanity. And that's what excited me. Not excited me, but what I felt called to her was Mm. that I thought, honestly, it was crimes against humanity were going on. 
Yeah. Uh, now it just seems like red and blue arguing and I'm just, I have no excitement in that. Yeah. I, I feel that. Do you feel like you, you like didn't get like a postmortem on COVID? Like you almost like, that's how I felt for a little bit where it was like everyone else like moved on. And I was like, are we going to process like what the fuck we just went through? Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like that's part of it for you at least? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's all engineered, (laughs) all of it. So even what's happening now with Fauci stepping down, I have no idea. I I have no question that he got a pretty nice uh, Mm. package in some distant bank account to step down. It was all part of it. Uh, now all of like the, uh, constellations at the pharmaceutical companies and all, all the stuff that's happening now, which is like the slaps on the wrist of like, it was all premeditated, meaning like they came out so fast and furious in your face. You are, you should die if you don't put this in your body, even though there's no science to back it and very little logic you, you are, you should die on the street in a puddle rather than get a hospital bed because you're not putting this in your body and because you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your friends, your family. And because of that, so many people did it. Mm-hmm. And now when we have time for actual science, actual science is, is not blue or red or makes money. Actual science is proof and evidence and mm-hmm. variables and constants and it's science. Mm-hmm. Now that we have actual science, we're seeing, oh, wow, this really wasn't that great of a thing. And people are having side effects and, um, and pharmaceutical companies having to settle lawsuits. And, but it's all distant afterthoughts. It's all distant afterthoughts buried on retraction page 98. It's not front yeah. headline news and it's all engineered. And I think that's part of where, you know, I have friends who are still kind of like crying about not, 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 not excuse me, not crying, cry, like uh, out crying rather mm-hmm. about the outrage of it. And I just don't even want to give it the energy. Like I, yeah. I know what was right. And there's many of us who have lived what was right. And I don't need to go and make a spectacle of, I told you so, because right. the people who we're telling it to are still not going to even realize it. I yeah. think the best thing is what you said of trying to save yourself mm-hmm. and take care of yourself and help other people along the way. And I think that's kind of where I'm, with it as well yeah yeah i i mean the it, it really was exhausting like i had my own it, on top of like the like social cultural conversation around it i'm sure i think you had a similar experience like with family and family yeah. events and friends and like like real shit going down yeah. where it really fucking sucked and like I, my own journey kind of getting out of it was having to challenge myself to forgive and let go when I really did not fucking want to. And it's like, even though, you know, we can recognize that people did shit that was really fucked up and they had their reasons. Like, I know why I get it. Like you had your reasoning, but it hurts anyway. But I feel like in my own experience it was like i'm gonna like let this go off my heart because if not it's like the continued it just makes you feel like you don't it's like why like this is so hard like how do i you know fight for what i think is right and i think it's like finding a way to release the hold that it has on your heart and like your emotions and like releasing it like whether it's through literal like emotional crying whatever like everyone has their own process but it holds like on your body like it it your body keeps that score and yeah. it's what makes it hard to like move on and feel excited about other things and yeah. i so i feel you like it's it's so hard <laughs> and so many people are like i'm tired i'm over it like what the hell <laughs> i know i know it's uh it is. I mean, it's, it's all, uh, exhausting and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, at least I can only speak for me. I'd always known that like, uh, you know, governments are governments and people are people. And what I mean by that is like, you do things for self-preservation. You do things to help yourself out, you know, not always for the greater good or of service or your job, but like, you know, skim off the top. Mm-hmm. turn a blind eye, shake hands in the back corner to like, you know, make a deal, whatever people do that. 
I think this one was the first, uh, what happened in the last two years woke me up in a way of just like, oh, wow, I had no idea the depth of this. Mm. And truly, I don't trust. I, I want to say this not in an exaggerative way because it's, it's really true. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anything. It does not mean I don't trust people and I don't trust my experiences and I don't, uh, I trust my intuition. I do trust my experiences and I do trust good people. But if someone's just told me something mm-hmm. and I've lived this life and it's just been something that I've been told, I don't fucking believe it because I, I'm now seeing that there's such an infrastructure and nuanced molding of facts and data and events to curate. I don't want to even use the word narrative because it's a word that's been too charged, but mm. a story that we all believe. So like, I'll tell you, like, I'll just, you know, like all these things, I'm, I'm not sure where I stand in a sense of like, and some of this might come to people and be like, oh God, he's a conspiracy theory. Moon landing, 9-11, flat earth, like all these things, my mind, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And all that I'm, where I'm at in my life right now is, huh, I'm open to possibilities. Yeah. And some of those possibilities might be absolutely nutty and I don't actually believe them. But the, what I've been told and just blindly believe my whole life seems equally as nutty because all that I've believed is something that someone else told me and my mind locked it away as true, but I never questioned it. I never explored. I never heard other perspectives. So I'm sure the truth is, I was going to say the truth is out there, but I think that's what the X-Files <laughs> used to say. Um, I, I'm, I'm just at a place where if I turned on the TV and they, you know, I hate to use a cliche, they said it was raining. I'd say, nah, Let me go I'm going to go out. I'm going to go see if I feel moisture coming from the sky yeah. and then I'll decide if it's raining or not, but sure. I'm not going to trust you. Yeah. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with, asking questions it's about our relationship to questioning like i think that's the problem where like it's like people are like oh you can't ask questions about this i'm like well, mm-hmm. why it's a fucking question it's a yeah. it's a, a yeah. curiosity like yeah. that's a good thing it's about how you yeah. relate to the fact that you're skeptical and it's like yep. if if you find um grounding in skepticism then that's amazing but some people because they don't have a true grounded sense of self yes. asking questions is terrifying and it's yes it's, there's i really think like you're allowed to ask any question you can be like hey everyone accepts the moon landing is legit listen i think the moon landing happened i'm i'm with it it makes sense to me however i wasn't there I didn't experience yeah. my own eyes. I'm going to admit I'm going all off of like secondary and tertiary, tertiary evidence. hundred, hundred percent. You know, I, I, I listen, a big part of me is like, of course it happened. Another big part of me is, is I'll, I'll pose this question to anyone listening. This is, this is just the logical part of my brain poses this question. If we did, and again, we totally might've hundred percent, hundred percent. I believe that totally. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. We've learned that our whole life. It was a big deal. But if we did, <laughs> Why have we not gone back in all of uh, 40 plus years of technological mind bending advancements that we have? Why have we not gone back? And human nature is such that wouldn't we by now have set up tourism on the freaking moon or rich people to go have an experience? Like, don't people want to make money off this? Don't we want to? Human nature is always like, we did this. Okay, we went on the moon. Now let's build a space station. Okay, now I build a space station. Now let's right. see if we have people there live there. That's human nature. So I guess my logical mind is saying, if we did do it, why with all of the advancements that we've done in the last 40 years, why have we not gone back? Mm. Just wondering. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And now we have like, so actually down in Brownsville where I live is where SpaceX is, where they're okay, working yeah. on Starship. That's why I live there because my boyfriend works for SpaceX and he works there. And it's funny because I'm always, I'm around the, the base is like out of a sci-fi movie. Like it is yeah, absurd. It yeah. is. If you ever made it down to Brownsville, hit me up. We're getting you a tour because it's like you, it gives you chills because you're yeah. like, all of this started with a thought in the, in a human mind and then made it real. But at the same time, I'm like, 
we have all this tech. Why is it so hard to yeah. like get to space? Well, like and, why? And like how is this so? And we're opening up another. Uh, we're opening up another arena here, which is like, why has space been so? Uh, we know about it, but it's very we don't. And I, I, I guess where I'm kind of hinting at here is also what's opened my mind a little bit is. I kind of believe that if we increasingly knew more about space, if we increasingly knew more about our existence, I actually don't think that we would feel more insignificant. I think we would feel more significant. I think we would realize the tie to the creator power that exists within all of us. And I don't think that the powers that be on earth want billions of people to know that they are creators, but rather get to work. You're hungry. You don't have enough. You're not enough. Just keep your head down and just worry rather than lift your head up and realize that you are part of the oneness and you are a creator. Dude. Yes. Like feeling a sense of connection to something as incomprehensible as space stars universe, but feeling like you're literally part of that Mm -hmm. changes the way you fucking breathe, the way you (laughs) wake up, it changes everything. And it's like an astonishing journey to put yourself on to say, I want to feel in in connection with all this shit around me and to understand like, yes, like you literally are the same as the creator, whatever that Mm -hmm. is for you, like the infinite intelligence that made this fucking plant that makes the air, the oxygen Mm -hmm. that means that me and you are sitting here communicating with each other. Like there is something interwoven there. And when a human being sees that as true and then feels it as true, fucking game over for anybody trying to make you think a certain way or give your power over. Like, no, like impossible. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. And this is like, even like just a micro little, I've just been learning a lot. And, uh, and cause I'm trying to mend my own relationship with abundance and we live, you know, society is built around scarcity and I, we get our water from, I live in Boulder right now for a little while until Austin, we get our water from this mountain. Literally we bring jugs and this mountain spews out mountain water. And that's where we get our water from. We have a sink and all that too, but this is what we opt to drink. I'm a caveman. Yeah. Yeah. And the water, it's just, it's just, it's nuts because earth is just like giving it to us endlessly, endlessly, whether we're there. Cause my mind is like, Whoa, this water spewing, but we don't have a jug. We're going to waste it. And it's, I guess that's what it's helped me. It's like, no, 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 no. There's endless, there's endless. And like a friend of mine has a garden here and she planted zucchini. It gives like 10 freaking zucchinis a day. It's like an unbelievable amount. And I'm just realizing like it's teaching me. Nature is teaching me what abundance is and that this idea of scarcity or lack or limit or waste or not enough was created Mm -hmm. by men and women and engineered because it keeps us busy. It keeps us busy. It keeps us busy. If we're not enough and we don't have enough, well, then it's going to keep us busy with our heads down rather than realizing a lot of the truth of this existence. Yeah. Nature is, I think, literally the number one teacher. Like, if you can open your heart and mind and ears to what it shows you, like, it's it's funny because at first it sounds kind of silly, but it's like, you know, I've had that similar experience. Like, I was in Costa Rica earlier this year and there was this insane rainstorm like so rainy and I'm in the jungle like our Airbnb is like overlooking just trees for miles and this rainstorm was happening and we go and we stand out on the porch and I'm like holy shit like the rain is coming from the sky which is feeding the plants and the sun which is not even of earth like is just floating out there also gives life to these plants it gives life to me and the little critters rely on it like the trees they're not like emotionally worrying about like fuck when are we gonna get water like it's fine like the rain gods literally like that's absurd and i i suddenly saw 
like earth and all of its creatures and like the sun and the universe as like one actual organism that is working with itself. And I was like, that's what oneness means. Like, that's what it is. It's like the same way, like this hand can scratch for me is the sun and everything else connected. And like, that's not some woo, like freaky shit. It's like, no, that's literally how it works. Like we're hundred percent having life sustained by nature. And we're just a little (laughs) offspring of that. And it's like, that can fix your like lack mentalities, that abundance. You're like, just, there's no shortage like there doesn't have to be and you can always access that it's crazy it's good it's it's good (laughs) to you know i I talked to my buddy about this like and he's kind of introduced you know the idea of the middle path and that really sticks with me where you know because you brought up woo and i think we don't want to go too far either way Mm. yes we've all met someone who's living in the celestial and it's great but it's also like okay hold on like Come, come be a part of her. Come be a part of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure we could all think of someone, you know, that maybe just went a little too hippy dippy. And, and and I don't even mean that in like a demeaning way. Cause I love it. I, I, I have cravings of that and I have it in me. And then we also have the person who's like type a, nothing matters except make money and get a nicer car and head down and, and all that. And the middle path is somewhere in the middle where I, and I think that is what we all strive for as human beings is this realization that we are celestial, that we are cosmic, that we are souls, and that we have come here for a human experience and to really experience all of humanness while knowing that we are also part of something so much bigger and deeper. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think that's the way. I mean, it's it's really just the nuanced way to live life and you're like okay i have to pay rent but also like woo, i'm limitless you know like you can have both that's the beauty of it um oh my god um well i i know you we've kind of gone over time so i um it was great i'm, I'm literally going to therapy uh in a minute or two so this is great <laughs> this is great i recently got perfect i warmed therapy. you up <laughs> yeah you did you did totally oh good 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 um well this was just such a joy, Alex. I'm so, so glad we got to talk. Um, and I'm just really grateful for you and for this time. And please tell the listeners, I know you have to run, but tell me the, tell the listeners where they can connect with you, um, and all that. Appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Uh, you're an absolute rock star. So, uh, this is awesome. Uh, Alex Weber on all the things I'm Alex Weber and, uh, yeah, the men's group is men we admire. I also have a podcast with my two best friends talking about love. It's called Still Single. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. Uh, reach out to me, though. Uh, I'm Alex Weber, and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to have to connect when you end up in Austin. Like, let's hang out because Austin is so fun. And <laughs> the best is when an internet friend becomes like a yeah. real life friend and you're like, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, Done deal. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks again. This was seriously so fun. I'll like send you all the links when it's up and okay, I'll, cool. I'll have like content made. So I can also share oh, that with awesome. you in case you want to share about it. Yeah. Okay, great. For sure. Awesome. Um, well, Super. Have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoy therapy. I hope yeah, you release right. and process everything you need to. Um, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Bye.